Hello and welcome to the show about shows, San Diego Magazine's performing arts podcast. I am Erin Glennie, editor of San Diego Magazine. We've got Kimberly Cunningham, our senior editor. Hello. Hello, hello. And Dan Letchworth, our copy chief. Howdy. And today we have two special guests. We have Imani King Morio. He is an actor um, at Junior Theater's The Wizard of Oz. We'll let him tell us what he's doing. And we have Desha Crownover, the interim artistic director of all of San Diego Junior Theater. Welcome. Thank you for having us. <laughs> all right. Okay. First of all, we want to talk about just catch up on what's going on in the theater world this week. Okay, so a couple things I want to tell you about. Uh, a few weeks ago, we had the stars of First Date here. They were awesome. Uh, you know, they gave us a little treat. They sang a little bit. It was so fun. Go back and listen. Yes, go so back good. and listen to the show two weeks ago. Um, anyway, it's the, the show is almost wrapping up. It's your last chance to see it. And I wanted to tell you that they're offering some discounts. So uh, $20 student rush tickets and 20% off tickets on Friday with the code DATE. And if you go to the Palace Bar inside the Horton Grand Theater, or inside the Horton Grand Hotel, the show is at the Horton Grand Theater, uh, and you show them your ticket stub, you get discounted drinks and food. So if you're over 21, if you participate in junior theater, stop listening. No, just kidding. <laughs> well, I'm sure you can go and enjoy a non-alcoholic yes. beverage. Um, and so then the other thing I want to tell you about that the Old Globe announced is they are going to be doing the U.S. premiere of the Lorax. So also, huh. um, so this is kid friendly based on the Dr. Seuss book, Beloved. And it originally premiered in London, uh, presented by the Old Vic. And so now it's a partnership with the Old Vic and the Children's Theater Company, which is based in Minneapolis. So anyway, they're very excited about it. It's coming next summer. It's going to have original music and puppetry, and it sounds really the fabulous. Parts of their uh, evergreen uh, to Grinch. the Grinch, yes. yeah. yeah. Which is but are we so beloved, too Susie? San Diego? Are we too Susie? I mean, I know we're the Su we're a good Seuss town, but it's like with us. Well, it's not going to come. It's not going to come every because <laughs> we also have what was the other one? The Seussical musical. Didn't we do that too? I don't think we did Susical that. Seussical the musical? Okay. Do you guys it, it know Junior Theater reputation. people? We didn't premiere that, or did we? We didn't premiere it. We've done it. We've done yeah. many productions in San Diego, yeah. Seussical, yeah. but we weren't the first to premiere it. So okay. it's only it's coming next summer as part of their summer thing. And hey, Dr. Cool. Seuss is our no, guy. I'm, yeah, I'm not knocking him. I was just reading one of his books he yesterday. He is but. our San Diego <laughs> icon. How about so. the Berenstain Bears? Let's get them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're in a weird this. mood today. I don't know what's <laughs> going am. on. Okay. But that anyway. was a very popular movie with kids. So I'm sure it'll be so. Right, it'll be so cute. With like, it's like supposed to be really innovative puppetry and new music, yeah. and I think it sounds fabulous. And anything you can entertain your children with is a win in my book. So. Cool. Well, that's good to know. Thank cool. you, Kim. You're welcome. And another thing I've been wondering about is the Who's Tommy, one of my favorite shows ever. It was at the ever. OB Playhouse, and it's still there. Actually, no, it is not. <laughs> it is. I was momentarily panicked about this because oh. the website still says it closes uh, last week, but I can buy tickets through May fifth, uh, May seventh. Oh, so okay. another yeah. extension. You need to update your website. Yeah, I, I hope that's correct because uh, yeah, I, I waited until today to review it. But uh, yeah, I went to go see 
uh, the Who's Tommy at OB Playhouse. Uh, we had the director, Jenny Connard, on uh, several mm-hmm. episodes ago, and she let us know this was she coming was up. She was so cool. She was really fun. The venue is is awesome. It's the first time I've uh, been there, and it feels like it's just a, a small, intimate uh, music venue. Tiny stage, a little uh, little annex off to the side where the band plays, and they have the uh, rhythm and lead guitarists on stage with the actors, but spare set. Uh, most of the uh, the setting is accomplished through projections, but so I had only a passing knowledge of the Who before. Are you guys uh, bigger fans? You're bigger fans of the. Well, play? we were in high school when it came out. I mean, well, the the musical. The musical. We were I only know. Huge. I was. Did they start it with a like everyone's just kind of chatting? And boom! Like the music starts really loud. Did they do that to you? They scare you. They had uh, the Who's Greatest Hits playing uh, uh, in the okay. meantime, so okay. it, uh, there was no there was no boom. Okay, but uh, <laughs> it was it was quite a magnetic production. The uh, the guy playing uh, adult Tommy John White, uh, he's he was just magnetic. Like he was captivating every second he's on stage. Like he, you know, like he was making connections with the audience, and he just you were always I was always on the tip of my seat waiting for for what he's going to do next because. He like he held the attention of the room. It was amazing. Mm. Um, for those who don't know, and I didn't know before I uh, saw it, the Who's Tommy is a story of a uh, a little boy who is rendered deaf, dumb, and blind after witnessing a, a traumatic incident. And despite his uh, childhood uh, cruelties inflicted on him by by family and friends who uh, who were awful to him, he finds a talent for playing pinball. He can sense the vibrations through the, the pinball table, and he becomes a pinball wizard. Uh, despite his, and then he's uh, at the middle of the play. He's broken out of his his uh, disability, and we transition from the young Tommy, who is also fantastic. Despite uh, so, the young actor's name is uh, Owen Schmutz, and even though young Tommy doesn't have a lot to do, he's catatonic for most of the play. He's just staring straight forward. When he comes back later, when the real Tommy is so like you've seen it, uh, my thoughts are kind of scattered because I'm so excited. <laughs> but uh, even as young Tommy is catatonic, the old uh, version of him is is kind of behind him, like as a, as a spirit, like kind of an mm-hmm. angel who is singing for him. And then that switches halfway through when uh, when Tommy's old and his uh, child form comes back to him and is singing. So so Owen doesn't get a lot of time to to show his acting prowess. But when he does, he makes it count. And uh, I have to mention, I know we don't have much time, we have to get to our guests, but uh, besides the lead, the standout of this production is Meredith Russo as uh, the Gypsy. Mm-hmm. She just brought oh, the house yeah. down with the Acid Queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've worked with Meredith our, many times, and that's such a wonderful role for her. She's amazing in this role. She's fantastic. She, she also play, I think she also plays Cousin Kevin. I might be wrong, yes, but she plays wow. one of, the, one of the, the awful people. The awful Ooh, people yeah. and, uh, <laughs> to Tommy. Yeah, she just just has a great sneer to her that uh, is, uh, it was wonderful. How I, are the other voices? How was Sally and how are they? The ensemble was great. Uh, I don't really have any complaints except uh, some of the verses got a little lost for someone who was seeing mm-hmm. it for the first time. It got kind of hard to follow the story. And uh, just, you know, on a writing level, the script, mm-hmm. it's kind of, it feels like it gets too breezy at the end. And it's mm-hmm. just obviously a, a metaphor for a musician and not a pinball wizard. Yeah. Um, Apparently, I, the ending was changed several times between the album and the. Uh, it was like an Elton John movie, wasn't it? In yeah, the, the, the album and the movie and the stage production all have different endings. And, huh. and in the stage production, Tommy's 
his uh, final directive to the people is to, you know, that I'm inspired by you, so you, everyone, go out and, and do great things. Whereas in the other versions, he just retreats to his own self, or he instructs them all, you need to be deaf, dumb, and blind, too, to do great things. So anyway, the music hmm. is great. Everybody in the that audience deaf, dumb, was. and blind kid <laughs> sure plays me. It's been wrong. stuck in my head for, like, ever since. Uh, Isn't so, it so good? Uh, yeah. So good. The music's uh, the main attraction, and they sing it wonderfully. The drummer does a fantastic Keith Moon impression. Uh, <laughs> I, hope I, gee, I hope I got that. Keith Moon, right? Yes, Keith mm-hmm. Moon. I'm going to blow my rock credentials otherwise. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the music is great. Uh, go see it. Obi Playhouse, The Who's Tommy, and there will be a blog review, uh, and we'll link to it when it is up. Might not be right away, but soon. SDMag.com, and you can go to SDMag.com for all the links to everything we talk about here. And also, if you want to sponsor, you can email David M at SDMag.com. I had to sneak it in. I forgot. Um, great. Well, cool. Tommy, love it. Okay. Now, let's get to our main attraction, Imani. What's your part in The Wizard of Oz? I play Scarecrow. <laughs> so you have the silver body paint and everything. That is Tin Man, but <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty close. Oh I, silver really? Scarecrow. I pulled an all-nighter, you guys. Really? <laughs> I'm really tired. No, um, I'm very disappointed right now. I actually haven't seen my costume yet, so I don't know. Oh, I, mean, okay. I know I don't have silver okay. paint, but I, I, I don't know what my costume looks like yet. Okay, Scarecrow, you're you're made out of hay, right? Yes. yes. You're, you're floppy. Straw, to be. Straw, straw. straw. Are you? Did you have? Did you have like a choreography sort of audition? We had to be a little floppy. Um. Well. Um. For the audition, uh, we actually didn't call do any, back. Uh, for the callback, we actually didn't do any dancing. Uh, we only did singing. But I know that at rehearsals, the director and I never, I never really hear this, um, but he told me to live with the movie, kind of. So go back and see Ray mm. Bolger and watch how he does it, and really just kind of use him as a model for stylization when I'm on stage and all stuff. And I thought that was really interesting because nobody's ever told me, like, live with the movie. I always yeah. say, like, do your own inter- interpretation. But with a show as iconic as this, I see, or with a character as iconic as that, I see it's very important to do that. That There's a lot of pressure there. They say, like, when, you know, people go to watch The Sound of Music, they need Maria to be Julie Andrews and you have to do it exactly like her or mm-hmm. they just get annoyed. Mm-hmm. So there's it's, pressure there. It's yeah. just such an iconic film. Yeah. It's just... Oh. Silver yeah. body <laughs> hello! It's not well, my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite. I love it. I I just... The, when my, I grew up with this back when, so... How old are you? I'm just 14. 14, oh, okay. Our youngest guest so our far. Our youngest guest so oh, far. Cool. Well, so... As a significantly older person, <laughs> when I was a kid, they used to show it once a year, and it was an event when it was on TV. I mean, it was my family's favorite thing, and I had a little witch costume, and <laughs> it was a thing. It was. I remember my... that. It was like in the fall that they would show it mm-hmm. every year. Yes, it came on the same time mm-hmm. every year, and it was just like a bit, you know, it was before... DVR recorders or anything. I mean, you know, it just, and so you had to watch it right then and there, and there was no pausing and no, and I just loved it. It's the great American fairy tale. I mean, Mm -hmm. how many times has it been remade and redone and reinterpreted over Mm -hmm. the years? Well, so and good. didn't L. Frank Baum? Am I confusing my people? No, no. He, he the, yes. In uh, the legend has it that he penned the book in Coronado, and there's a lot of you know. He, there's a little yellow house over there, um, right, very close to the Hotel Dell where he lived, and he would come here and write often. And always, uh, he designed supposedly the the chandeliers in the Crown Ballroom. So we always have to bring it back to San Diego. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, the Wizard of Oz has a lot of you know, and they call it. Um, I'm trying to think of it anyway. There's a the lot yellow of, brick road. 
No. <laughs> yes, no, that's exactly <laughs> what helped you out here. Emerald City, right? Are they? Oh yeah, uh, Emerald City is the, like the Hotel Dell. No. It's like the <laughs> we're making it up. Back <laughs> <Anyway>. checking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look it up. There's a lot of links and inspiration for the Wizard of Oz in Coronado. If you want some inspiration, you should go walk around and channel El Frank yeah. Baum. You know, yeah. go walk through the Hotel Dell and we'll do so. We'll but, do so. So tell us about Junior Theater. Just keep catch up the people that are not didn't do youth theater or didn't. You know, what's the history of it and how big is it right now and sure. how's it doing? Well, San Diego Junior Theater is about to enter its seventieth year. Wow! Next year we celebrate seventy years of um, educational theater and uh, the Wizard of Oz. This is actually, I believe, probably the fifth or sixth time that Junior Theater has produced The Wizard of Oz. So we're really excited to do this one. Uh, Carlos Mendoza is the director. He's an incredible director. He does stuff all over San Diego and LA and and, and everywhere else. And we're, we're really, the kids are really, really lucky to have um, that kind of expertise guiding mm-hmm. them in, in this. We have 44 people in the cast. Mm-hmm. There are th- about 33, 34 kids that are on crew. Our productions are for kids by kids. So we have kids running soundboard, uh, helping with costumes, um, uh, running uh, running lights, uh, running backstage stuff, as well as all of the munchkins and the winkies and the leads and everybody who Aww. is on stage as well. It's it's pretty cool. It's such a good experience. Kim and I actually met at CYT or CCT. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, the theater as a kid I mean it's so good for your building confidence and I mean I'm an editor what am I doing on a on a mic mm-hmm. you know but it changes a the kid's life things, making yourself audition when you don't want to oh my goodness I mean it, the there's so many am- things that came out of it and you're not doing drugs Absolutely. you know Theater is an amazing vehicle for life skills. Mm-hmm. I mean, the things that, the, the fact that Imani gets to talk in public in front of a, a whole bunch of people by the age of 14, and you've had how many, you've entertained how many members of audiences over the years, Imani? Think uh, about like 600 people, 700 people at a time. Yeah, um, I don't even, I don't even know. How that is do. such good experience. <laughs> it's good life experience, you know? Yeah. Wow, so you're a veteran. How long have you been acting? Acting? Uh, I mean, I've only been acting for maybe since I was like maybe eight when I started doing junior theater then. But before then, I did dance classes. And I think the first dance I ever did in a group dance, I was the only boy in the class. I was like like six, right? And all these girls, right? And we did dance to all the single ladies, right? And I'm doing all these, all these like dun, 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 dun. I'm so doing cute. all those all those iconic moves or whatever. It was so funny. And my mom, she didn't know what we were doing, so I wanted to like keep a little secret or whatever. And when she came to the performance, she was like what is going on? You know, I was like wearing all like the, like, I was wearing like pink leggings and everything. I was all like done up and everything. It's like, oh, it's saying late. Oh, it was crazy. Oh. A star was born. Yes. <laughs> I love that my recitals were like Janet Jackson's like first album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like not in the Beyonce era. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. That's I love so it. funny. I did a tap recital at five years old at uh, the Casa del Prado Theater where the show is, is where the Wizard of Oz is showing and we did go into the chapel. We're oh, all cute. in little like white tutus. Or is that totally sick? <laughs> yeah. By the way, I have never made it to the chapel in real life. <laughs> <laughs> 
my Sad. my very first role in fifth grade was in The Wizard of Oz. Oh, ah, uh, what were you? I was a, a chorus member. Oh, so I, wasn't I was on stage, always chorus, but just singing. <laughs> Is it it's it's in the public domain, right? Or is it does it follow exactly the movie, or is there anything so else to it? The the um, the edition that we're doing actually is based on the MGM movie, so that is licensed out, and the music by Harold Arlen and um, and the actual script that we're using was based on the movie, which was based on uh, the production by the Royal Shakespeare Company, which adapted the movie. So that's the version we're doing. It, it's the version that is closest to the, the movie that we're familiar with. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know there's so many different incarnations of Oz. I don't think it's quite in public domain yet. The actual story of it, it might be, I'm not sure. But the one that we're doing is not. <laughs> it has to be licensed. Dang. What does that mean when it's in the public domain? It's free. It's yeah. Free you, could, of, you don't free have to buy the rights mm-hmm. to do it's, it. It's usually like a hundred years after. Oh the wow! Publication, okay. Shakespeare. Anything Shakespeare written by Shakespeare is in the public domain. Interesting. That kind of a thing. It's very curious though that you received the direction to to live in the movie and to study mm-hmm. it. Like, uh, I mean, I don't know. I have you found any any freedom to to work with uh, how what the other actors are doing and see where that diverges or is it they're still just pretty close to you're still supposed to hew to what they have on the movie well I, I, I kind of see what you're saying it's like so if I live with the movie but the other actors aren't it could be in a different world so it's like kind of like separated like you got like you got the four friends with this one guy is in this completely different world he's in the movie world and these guys are doing their own interpretations I was just saying like it could be Oh well, well, just that the fact that the uh, the Dorothy across from you is not Judy Garland. It's uh, it's someone that you know. It's someone who is just just by the fact that it is a different person. They're going to have a slightly different uh, take on it. But uh, maybe I don't know. Just how is that? How, you're still in rehearsal. It hasn't premiered just yet. But uh, how does that work? Yeah. <laughs> well, it, these are deep questions. <laughs> yeah, that's um, it is. It is. I mean, that's a. You're right. She's not. I mean, it's very interesting to be. For instance, before we run something, before we, he's like, all right, we're going to run this. And so I have to, like, whatever, I'm, I am planning to actually do it like how I would in a performance or whatever. And how I'm performing this scarecrow puts me in this completely, you know, I never, I, I can't even, like, I never even thought about that. Like, when I'm in it, I just, even though she's not Judy Garland, I just imagine that it's just, mm-hmm. she's just Dorothy. Because when Ray was doing it, he wasn't like, "Oh, Judy, she's over there." He was seeing Dorothy. So I think when uh, the director means to live at the movie, he doesn't mean live with the people backstage of the movie. He means live with the scarecrow. That is, right. in you know, and so I don't really see it as Judy. I just see it as Dorothy, and that's pretty. I mean, if you're Dorothy, you're Dorothy. I don't know. <laughs> Do you guys have a good chemistry? I mean, there's only you only really relate to like three people in the whole show, right? Yeah, unless your dialogue is with. Um, you guys are on stage together for most of the most show. Most of the show, yeah. Well, um, I've been in junior theater since I was eight, or longer than that for classes, but you can't do a show till you're eight. And I had done, um, I've done a couple shows, more than a couple shows, with the girl who plays Dorothy. And so I've known her for some time. So I, I have a bit of, I have a, we That's have a bit good. of chemistry that can work Rapport. on that. Were you guys opposite each other in Midsummer? Yes. yes, I okay. played Lysander and she played Helena. No, we weren't opposite. She was uh, in in when everything goes like, crazy. We were opposite. for like three minutes. For like, like three minutes, we were opposite. Okay. But yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah. So that was we just got done with that. 
so we're still we're still like working working so it's not like oh it's been a long time like we <laughs> just did a show so it's, mm-hmm. that's all good yeah. and then the guy who plays Tin Man the man who plays Lion I was in Sweeney Todd with them last season so that oh, was wow. really really recent um, it was the last show of the of the last season, so we're, it's not so awkward for us. I we're, we're like, oh hi, I was like, oh nice to see you again, and we just got right to it. Get right down to business. Yes. So, long story short, that yes, uh, we do have a, a chemistry on stage. Very and, cool. Yeah. I think How that's do you? Oh, oh, sorry. No, go ahead, please. Say just to, to piggyback, piggyback on what Imani said. I think one of the cool things about one of the other things that you learn about being part of theater and being on stage and off stage is that you develop these friendships under kind of extraordinary circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. somebody who could be your opposite romantic lead in one show and the next show, they're playing your mom. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you you develop kind of these different facets of your friendship, different facets of of your personality and your chemistry on stage. And so you have these two relationships: this relationship that exists between the characters on stage and the friendship that exists kind of out of real time. So that's kind of a cool thing too. Mm-hmm. And it really broadens your group of friends. I mean, just doing theater like this. I mean, Aaron and I knew each other in high school, went to different high schools. So it's like a whole different group of friends from school. And it really is like lifelong friends. And um, that's, you know. Yeah, we still talk to some of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We still talk to each Those other. lucky people. <laughs> we were lucky. We were lucky to run into each other. But anyway, that's really I have, cool. I have a funny question about, so do you know, are you going to be using any pyrotechnics in the show? No. Unfortunately not. I don't, probably I don't, not I'm in a almost junior 100%. production. No, we're probably not going to use any pyrotechnics, although that would be really cool. So I have a, well, I just have to share a story. So I was in the Wizard of Oz at Starlight before it closed, Mm -hmm. and I was an apple tree. It was was a big moment in my life, in my career. That's why you've never heard of me beyond that, because that was my swan song. But but the scarecrow, they did use pyrotechnics in the show, and the scarecrow had a thing on his sleeves that that's how when the witch would set him on fire or you know she tries to set him on fire he would really? it, it, it ignited by a thing in his sleeve so he'd slap his arms around and hit something and then the <laughs> it would ignite in flames and so he came over by me I'm doing my little apple tree thing and he hit my he like hit his fire thing on my costume and my costume went up in flames it's the starlight bowl it's like 2,000 people out there it's my big line I have like one line in the whole show and now I'm on fire <laughs> and I just froze I was like oh my gosh and then he's like patting me trying to get it off and I just sort of hobbled off stage and someone said my line and I was fine and the costume was thick enough that it, it was actually kind of skin tight but it's somehow anyway that's probably why you're not allowed to use fire in the junior yeah. production that's, yeah, that's probably correct but <laughs> a cautionary tale we are using uh, we are using pyrotechnics just for anybody so I don't want to ruin the magic just we oh. are oh. wink wink oh right there right. are a lot of special effects that okay. will be, be used during the production mm-hmm. and a lot of theatrical things that will cause the audience to to, to ooh and take ah. a second glance yes exactly yeah. cool wonderful just no burning Trees. None of the trees will catch on no, fire. No actual <laughs> fire. Okay, that's good. Very cool. Well, that is everyone at it's at Casa del Prado Theater, The Wizard of Oz. It's April twenty eighth through May fourteenth. Before uh, we send him on his way, should we have him sing oh, a little something? Let's hear a song. 
You guys gonna all sing it with me? We're gonna sing if I only had a brain, huh? Yeah, give me an oh, no. Give I me was only key. an apple tree in the show. Yeah. I just don't know if I could do it. I thought you were a scarecrow. I, just, <laughs> I thought you were the one with the silver paint. You were the tin guy. <laughs> the tin guy. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Well, give me a, give me the note. Give me the starting note here. Okay. I could while away the hours conferring with the flowers, consulting in the rain. And my head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts are busy hatching if I only had a brain. Do 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 do. Yay! Woohoo! Oh, it's the best. That's that made great. my heart happy. So, and what else does Junior Theater have? In the hopper coming so up. So mm-hmm. coming up, we have a huge summer planned. We have a whole bunch of summer camps um, that are lined up that are themed for all different things from, um, my goodness, we have things from Wizard of Oz all the way to songs from Hamilton. So there are oh all gosh. sorts of, right? There are all sorts of different camps that are available for all different ages. We have uh, camps for pre-K available all the way up through 12th grade. We have specialty camps for more advanced actors that are coming up. And all those are available uh, to take a look at the descriptions all online. Um, mm-hmm. So if you go to juniortheater.com, you'll be able to see a description of all those camps. And in addition to those camps, we're also doing two shows that have auditions coming up during the run of Wizard of Oz. We'll be doing uh, Junie B. Jones and a production of Pippin. So okay. um, if you're signed up for a camp, it makes you eligible to audition for a show. And uh, just like Imani went through the, the camps, the classes, and now the productions, um, it's just it's such a great way to be introduced to the arts mm-hmm. and to use the arts as a to use theater as a vehicle for learning all these incredible life skills. Very cool. Well, we are looking forward to that. April 28th through May 14th at Casa del Prado. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank this you. Great. Yeah. All right. And real quick, just to let everyone else know what else is going on this weekend. I'm really excited about Heather's The Musical. I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I am so excited about this show. It's at the Onstage Playhouse in Chula Vista. But Chula Vista. I just, I just, Dan's a Chula Vista native. It just, it, it takes me back to that movie from the 80s. I am a child of the 80s. I just, that movie with Shannon Doherty and uh, Christian Slater and Winona Ryder and... Just those nasty mean girls. The original mean girls. <laughs> the original Before yeah. there was yeah. mean, girls, so mean girls, there was Heathers. Yeah. Okay? Cool. So anyway, very exciting. Opens um, on April 21st and goes through May 27th. So you have like a month, over a month to see that one, guys. So get out there. All right. Cool. And you have less time to see La Traviata at San Diego mm-hmm. Opera. Like most of their productions, it's only in town for a couple days. Uh, opening tomorrow, April 22nd. And also next Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday, April 25th, 28th, and 30th. I've never seen La Traviata, but I loved Rigoletto, which is also by Verdi. Mm. So I'm hoping to, to snag a spot. Very cool. It's a opera. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed and get out to the theater. Thank you. Mm-hmm. See you in the front row.